Greetings, listeners, and welcome to episode 26. We're still going. Of the Totally Folk podcast. And we have guests. We have special guests. I'm very excited. It's been a long time. Other humans are in our space, and we are with a lovely duo who we've recently discovered called Good Habits. Now, Bonnie from Good Habits is a singing cellist, and Pete plays the accordion. So, welcome, Bonnie and Pete. Hello. Thank you for having us. Very cool to be here. Now, uh, before we leap into to long introductions, let's introduce people to some of your music. And uh, we've got a track that you have suggested to us, which is uh, I Don't Know Any More Than You Do. I'm learning to fix it, only learning can fix it. I'm learning to fix it, only learning can fix it. Hope that it's enough to trust in what I know. When it comes to an end, when something else comes clearly overthrown and are holding on to the idea that's right in front of me. So I'm coming to you for the answers to my burning questions. You got the answers, tell me what, and you say, I don't Now my world is falling apart And I'm learning to fix it Only learning can fix it I'm learning to fix it Only learning Hoping it's enough To trust in what I know Then it comes to an end When something else comes quickly overthrown I know holding on to the idea That's right in Coming to you for the answers to my burning questions. You got the answers, tell me what you say. I don't know any more than you do. I don't Now my world is falling apart So I'm learning to fix it Only learning can fix it I'm learning to fix it Only learning can fix it
just while that track's been playing, we've sort of mentioned that that's the culmination or the current point in a very long journey through trying different methods of recording, all sorts of different kind of musicianship things in there. But we should really go right back to the start. So I'm going to kind of tear you apart individually. And uh, sounds fun. Yeah, Bonnie, <laughs> in five words or less, what's your musical background? No, that would be terrible. <laughs> um, so where did you start your musical journey originally? In five words or less. <laughs> no, you can take a few more. Well, um, so I'm from a pretty musical family, um, and um, my my grandma taught me um, the cello from a very small age and the piano, and and it was kind of a case of you get a smarty for every minute you practice kind of thing, and so um, and so she was obviously a massive influence, and that was kind of much more from a classical background, mm-hmm. and my mum, so her daughter is um, is a jazz singer, and um, so I actually grew up in quite quite a, a musical madhouse in a wonderful way because my mum made made singing and the band which is um jazz jazz blues kind of prog rocky jazz blues and that became full-time life after i was born so um there's definitely an influence gig house. there the jazz that i can hear yeah. in your singing as well yeah. <laughs> sometimes i sing something like an inflection and then kind of give pete and i give each other a look like whoa i was my mum there <laughs> yeah so that kind of I think in hindsight explains a slight clash of, of of worlds and music, which which has been quite fun to explore. So from there, did you have a lot of experience playing in like classical ensembles with that background, with that kind of playing style? Yeah. So so growing up, it was definitely um, the cello playing stayed very much classical. And my favorite thing, I mean, still still is was to play in string quartets and did play in orchestras and things, as as you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then so that took me to kind of go and study music at uni alongside theatre. So kind of I loved lots of different other types of music and singing jazz and musical theatre and songwriting on the piano. But the cello kind of definitely stayed in that classical world and the piano and singing kind of ventured into all else and, and things theatrical. And then it was at uni when they kind of fused together and I thought, this will be fun. Let's give this a go. Okay. And so in a similar way, before thinking about leaping into that kind of, I don't know, more pop, folk or contemporary world, Pete, what kind of brought you into a similar place? Where did it all begin? Yeah, um, I mean, I come from a musical family, not to the same extent as <laughs> Bonnie's in terms of it being a, a professionally music musical family. My family was always just a hobbyist thing. They're all scientists and mathematicians, and I was the one kind of creative one to come out. And... <laughs> Yeah, and black sheep. yeah. <laughs> well, it's the annoying thing that although I'm the only one to do it full time, all of them, it's like scientists and those types of people always are. They're all really good at music as well. It's just, yeah, infuriating. But <laughs> now I'm the only one who went and studied it at university. But just grew up in a very um, musical family with a lot of Irish background. And so performing at family parties was always a thing that every grandchild would have to do a session and do there performance and so that was a big part of kind of family life and then yeah started kind of on drums and piano and then wanted to go busking so taught myself the accordion and I was it, about to ask why, why the yeah accordion. where does that you come from piano <laughs> yeah portable, yeah portable yeah it's just a portable piano and when you're 14 but you look like a nine-year-old who's been living on the street for three years you make a lot of money at christmas which i did and my dad would stand there in his big coat and a coffee about 20 meters down the road like giving me the thumbs up um and it's the best money i've ever made as a musician and it's all been downhill from there um but yeah and yes yeah, so just playing really bad christmas carols but then i slowly got into doing more folk stuff on the accordion and joined 
a few folk groups that were part of the um shropshire music organization the youth yeah shropshire youth music kind of and they had some really fun folk groups yeah and then went to uni and just kind of that was where i found out about klezma which was the big thing oh, getting okay. back to accordion because yeah. i'd been i was doing classical piano at university and then there was a klezma course and there's a big jewish population in manchester and so i thought ah, oh, let's do this klezma let's get back on the accordion and that really spurred me on to doing a lot more on the accordion and finding out that it's this awesome box of interesting music that you yes. can do. Yeah, that does make sense. Uh, but we won't go too much further ahead in time. We'll uh, we'll pause for a moment because a part of our normal Totally Folked regime is to share with you brand new releases. And obviously your release is very new as well, but we're not short of them this month. There's still more coming out this year. Yeah, and we just, well, we just talked about doing a bit of a roundup of more, because more came out last month. Yeah, even more stuff. Month. We didn't have a chance to put it all in. Yeah, so we've picked one thing that's coming out oops yes on the 3rd of december so yeah the day of this podcast release um salt house are we listening in to yes we are all big fans of salt house it's very lovely beautiful music and this track we've chosen is called sawdust yeah this is from an ep this is from a new ep and it's called working for zeus which is quite interesting and uh i think a lot of the what's gone on behind the scenes with the CP is that it was recorded during a time when they couldn't physically be together. So it's kind of done a bit of a journey flying around to get to producers and mix engineers and things uh, in a digital way rather than a physical way. But I've really enjoyed the tracks, actually. There's there's a nice variety through. And, uh, it's got a glockenspiel on. Yes, so there's such really, a mix of instruments. Really pretty. There's some really pretty notes. I was about to mention the Hardanger fiddle, which is yeah, yeah a love of mine. But yeah, this uh, this next track is called Sawdust. Oh, 
of snowflakes in that track so that's there was the sawdust falling like snowflakes yeah, very right. pretty there you go Maybe you can just use sawdust instead of snowflakes this year <laughs> yeah. if it's not too yeah. much very meager miserly christmas <laughs> global warming <laughs> so we have two gins to sample this month oh yes yes we do habits have brought gin with them the of this unintended into the spirit of this podcast they have come with a bottle of gin. So, Pete, please introduce your gin. Oh, so this is a bottle of gin called London Dry Gin, bought from a lovely little outlet called Asda. <laughs> and I was just in there before and ran in to buy some gin and saw this and remembered that in first year at university, one of the people I lived with, her parents owned London Dry Gin, I think. I can't remember, but... She was very rich, and she said it at some point. I don't know whether they're like the majority's shareholders or something, but there's something about that. So I thought, ah, I'll buy that. Not that they need more money, but, you know. Did you go to her fancy party? Uh, She she was at the party, but it wasn't her fancy party. Mm. But no, I did end up going to a very fancy party of these types of people, and it was all like Cheltenham ladies and um, Mm. Eton nights, and I never felt so out of place. (laughs) (laughs) The tone (laughs) Well, oh, it, it, yeah, yeah, we really did. But uh, it, it was an amazing party. <laughs> we we will... Uh, well, okay, I finished mine already. I'm going to be honest. Oh, yeah, We're not same. that far into the yes. podcast, but no, we'll I'm... have a top-up during the next song, perhaps. Yeah, we and we can it's so warm. So we should say that, that we're, this, this gin is being enjoyed straight up with lime and um, standard Indian tonic water. Going down a treat. Exactly. Gone down a treat. Like a proper summer gin. But the seasonal one comes later. Yeah. <laughs> On that, we have more new music. And uh, this next track uh, is a nice uplifting reel. And it's from Amy Thatcher, who is, quite frankly, an amazing player. And yeah, this, uh, this tune from a new release, from a new EP, no less, is called Finn's Reel.
Okay, so you, you just said, Pete, that there's uh, a really interesting history in America with premature babies. Yes, yeah, so I actually really want to write a song about it. So if anybody steals the idea, I'm going to hunt you down. <laughs> but um, yeah, in the early 20th century, there was nothing really in place for premature babies. And so this this German doctor came over and he brought incubators and saying, these are what they're using in Germany. We should use them. And there wasn't really much of an uptake. And he was saying, like, these are going to save lives. You've got to do it. And but it, yeah, there just wasn't the funding for it. So he set up a carnival where you could go and see incubator babies and you'd pay a penny or whatever to go. And in there, there would be incubator babies, which were paying for themselves as a freak show. And mothers would bring their um, premature babies to him to say, please save my child. And he would take it, put them in the incubators in the freak show. And the survival and they rate would, was incredible. And yeah. That's amazing. And we listened to this interview with a woman who was in her late 90s, who's the only, yeah, only remaining freak show incubator baby. Mm. And she talks about him, how he was kind of like a godfather to her. And it turned out he put all of his money and there's these big ethical things about how you're using these babies as a freak show, but they're essentially paying for themselves to survive, which is really cool. And he died penniless because he put all the money back in. And it turned out that he wasn't a doctor at all, but he was just this showman from Germany who could see that incubators were a really good thing that needed to be done. And so he brought them over, claimed to be a doctor, and everyone believed him. And, and then he travelled with the circus yeah. with his babies. And saved all these babies. That is amazing. Have, that to, is amazing. Yeah. have to credit the podcast we heard that on, which yeah. is 99% Invisible. Great podcast. Amazing okay. stories. We listened mm. to, yeah. So, of course, the relevance here is that Amy Thatcher has said that she's put together this EP uh, to share her experience of being a mother to premature twins. And she said wow. the easiest way she mm. finds to express that is through music, not necessarily words. She's actually on tour when her babies were born. Mm. And that's part of the inspiration behind this tune, Finn's Real. Yeah, so this EP is out, it came out in November, so it's out now. Um, and the EP is called Let What's In Out. So your new album is called Antipode, and there's a bit of a backstory to why it's called this. And it's, yeah, you've had some ex interesting experiences over the last few weeks. Yeah, well, it's kind of been the um, experience that has made Good Habits a thing because we, um, I really wanted to go on tour with um, with Good Habits, which before we went to um, our first international tour, which was New Zealand, before we went there, we were kind of, um, when friends get together and make music because it's just the most fun thing to do. And at university, it was our place to just be stress-free and have a really good time. And then um, I was touring with this other band in Germany and just decided, hey, let's just give it a go, organising a tour of New Zealand. And then when we got there, we got um, stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the tour, so um, I'm curious why you picked New Zealand for your first tour together. Well, mainly because we have family connections out oh, there, okay. and so that just meant the the worst thing that could happen would be that we were in New Zealand and on holiday. <laughs> Accidentally on holiday. Accidentally on holiday, um, and also um, New Zealand is is quite similar of to being over here for some reasons, and obviously the opposite for other reasons, with weather included. Um, and so actually for organising a tour, um, there's lots of people who um, have travelled over there and lived over there that come from UK, Ireland, etc. And there's there's a want for, for folk music 
there are there are folk clubs there's a tight-knit community a small community a really friendly welcoming community and so if you're going to go somewhere to do your first tour it's actually the best place but don't head there right now <laughs> <laughs> not right this minute <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. We timed it so, so well because mm. when the whole kind of, yeah, global musical chairs thing happened, we decided that it would be a good idea to just stay put where we were. And then and then when the first lockdown lifted and it was kind of the borders totally shut, eliminated, we got ourselves a little van mm. and we continued our live in that van and then organised various, um, various touring projects to kind of punctuate what was just a life of perpetual touring. <laughs> Um, so no complaints. Mm. But yeah, we we're really fortunate because we played our. We had to cancel two gigs right at the end of tour out of about a thirty-five gig tour, and we played our final gig on St Patrick's Day. It, and it was a very strange St Patrick's Day, and the town over, because we we just played in a pub, and the town over, it turned out that their St Patrick's Day in the pub was a super spreader event in New Zealand. Wow. Fortunately, ours wasn't. And that was the final thing we did. And then we had about 24 hours to decide whether to get home or not with emails coming in from the government, from like, yeah, UK embassy being like, everyone get back to where you should get. There are these like, these flights to come, like get you out. And that's it. Cause all the flights got canceled and it was like, come home. And then Bonnie's auntie who we were, we'd gone up to Auckland to see, um, she was saying, wow, you've got to be realistic. This could be the end of international travel. You've got to realize that if this is, if this yeah. is it, she would you, really would you be happy? Said, oh. Would you be happy living in New Zealand forever? And, and Bonnie and I were kind of like, oh yeah. What people were thinking. Like, yeah. We're just not the like knowledge. Actually the apocalypse has come. And like, I mean, also it does when you're, I mean, our perspective in New Zealand, looking at the rest of the world from this, what was a bit of a bubble, um, on the opposite side so far away everything seems like a like a movie and everything is so crazy and i think um is made more even more everything's especially hyped up and i mean that's how i found anyway so every kind of looking at what's happening on the other side of the world was like a crazy film how it was presented <laughs> mm. and it is incredibly far away from everything so like they are just completely reliant on flying like you can't really get boats anywhere like you can't just you can shut the door yeah you can <laughs> close the border yeah the door yeah. yeah i mm. quite like how the the gigs as well because i've had a chance to see you twice now very recently mm. have kind of taken us on that little journey as you've gone through the songs it's been a really nice way to lay out an evening yeah. as well how you've traveled across the islands like the the instrumental piece that you've put together as well that yeah takes in a little story of moving between different points yeah ocarina to pahara which is a yeah quite a recent tune but it's just Okarito and Pahara, these very tiny, tiny communities uh, on the South Island. And we loved both of them and had this journey between them. And it, the tune started in Okarito, which is this tiny little village uh, just on this one little road of about 50 people. And it's so far from anything that it's just, it's a special type of person who wants to live there. And then equally the same in Pahara, which is the hippie hothouse of New Zealand. It's where they all flood into the Golden Bay. And so that was where we locked down for the second time in September. And yeah, it's amazing. They're lovely people, but they just exist on a different plane of reality. And yeah. we were kind of in lockdown. Parallel then universe. a week and a half into like full blown lockdown, like as tight restrictions there can be. Someone just walked into our house like, Hey, how are you doing? And we were like, Oh, like we've got bubbles, like 
no, we need to like give us like we gotta gotta have space. Like you can't come in here. And he's like, what are we are we in lockdown? We're like, yeah. You not been looking at the news? And he's like, no, I, I don't really look at the news. <laughs> oh my goodness, this works for me. <laughs> yeah. But- <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm putting that to bed by moving on uh, really subtly with a, a great segue to say that what we've done in the past with our guests is ask them to present to us a track as a bit of a surprise that might be an inspiration. Uh, might Yeah, might just be something that's a bit of an earworm for you, but it's a way of getting under your musical skin. Uh, and so we've asked you for two tracks. But your first one, if you would unleash it upon us now, what is it you'd like can to we, play for us? Can we do my one? This tune got sent to me by my mum during the first lockdown she said when we're back together we've got to play this this is the best tune ever and i knew of the main artist in it but never heard this group and it is the best tune i think that's ever been written and there's an amazing live video of it and so it's from the goat rodeo oh a cattail is moving my microphone um it's from the goat rodeo album which is by yo-yo ma Yes. And it's called Attaboy. And it, ah, and the, the live video of them recording it is that I've watched it hundreds of times. And the violin solo always makes me so happy. And yeah, ah, oh, it's just phenomenal. So without further ado, let's have a listen.
that was the best choice of song ever. <laughs> yes, I understand. I reserve judgment for the second one, of course, but at the moment it's definitely the best one ever. Yeah. Well, that that was, was going to be my choice, and then I realised I couldn't choose it because <sighs> I knew it was going to be Pete's yeah. choice. It's so. a great piece. It's amazing. It's one of those, it's a great piece, and it's so hard to play. So we're always like, let's give it a go. And it's good fun, but... Yeah. It, yeah. I've, I've learned like one of those little melodies and just called it a yeah. day because there's yeah. too much else there. Yeah. <laughs> That lovely bit, that cello cascading melody. Yes, amazing yeah. choice. Love it. Yeah. Now, from there, I think we should probably hop on to our very brief flyby gig guide. Yeah, we have two gigs this month because it's Christmas this month. I said it. Oh. Mm. There's not that many gigs. <laughs> there aren't that many gigs for obvious reasons. I'm sure we've got something like Handel's gigs. Messiah coming around uh, locally, but, you know, happens that's every not, other that's year. Not that's folk. not folk. <laughs> But we do have uh, Janice Burns and John Doran, who are coming reasonably close by. Yeah, Hamilton Folk Club, which is in Hampshire. Yeah, so it's not actually too far away. So that one, it's near Hambledon Hill, but I have a problem saying Hambledon, where I can't quite reopen my soft palate to pronounce the last bit. Hambledon. <laughs> but rather than dwell on that, <laughs> uh, Janice and John are amazing musicians. Uh, the kind of people that can absorb a tune at 500 paces, uh, you know, before you've even finished playing the A section. They are incredible players and they sing lovely harmonies as well. Yeah. Yeah. We were fortunate enough to hang out with them a bit at Greater Southern Festival yeah. this year. And they're, they're lovely people. Yeah. Great sense of humour. Good fun. And uh, they've they've released a, an EP and uh, we've we could have picked any one of the tracks because they are absolutely lovely. Uh, but the one that kind of caught my ear the first time I listened through was a, a tune called Glasgow Peggy. So have a listen to this and get yourself down to their gig. Healing lads are brisk and bro, healing lads are young and merry. And I'll water Glasgow tune to steal a warm a bonny Peggy. Her feather, he's got word of this, and oh, but he was wondrous and great. You can tack my You can keep your hours in and all your cave, for I hate cows and yows all a day. I'll not tack your hours in and all your cave, but I'll steal a while, your bonny lassie. Healing lads are brisk and broad, healing lads are young and merry. And all the water glass got in to steal a while, my bonny peggy. He's mounted up on his milk white steed and she is on his wee grey leggy. And they hear it to the break of day and he's staying a while, the bonny lassie. They read our hills and they read our dales, they read through moors and mountains, money. Until they met with the Earl of Hume, riding way as young son Johnny. Then it back the Earl of Hume. Healing lads are brisk and broad, healing lads are young and merry. And I'll water Glasgow tune to steal a warm a bonny peggy. They did our hills and they did our dales, they did through moors and mosses money. Until they come to yonder glen and she's laying down with healing laddie. 
Tain it up yon high, high hill when the sun was shining clearly. Says all you see belongs to thee for lying in where healing laddie. Healing lads are brisk and broad, healing lads are young and merry. And I'll and after that uh, gin introduction, I can't take credit for that. I believe Bonnie might have said that earlier, or Pete, actually. So, uh, yeah, gin puns away. No, you have it. I'm taking it now, yeah. Edit that out later. No, I won't really. Um, uh, another one for the gig guide. And, uh, well, I have to say this one because it's our gig, sort of. Uh, Bournemouth Folk Club on the 18th of December. So this is a super Christmassy gig. Uh, we are lucky enough to have Jackie Oates with us, with the trio. And, um, yeah, she's just a beautiful singer, amazing musician, absolutely lovely. And I think we've both um, we've both had a go at playing this tune ourselves as yes, well. Yes, It's a good fun one. It's indeed. It, yeah. <laughs> makes like it easier. Like all tunes. <laughs> It's seasonal, but it's not Christmassy. Yes, because carols are not just for Christmas. Yes. And this is uh, a track called The Halsey Carol, which is a kind of hymn for winter, more so than it being a, a proper Christmassy song. And it's really, really beautiful. Yeah, Lovely lyrics. Jackie does the prettiest versions. She does. Definitive track right here. Yeah. So that's the 18th of December. She's coming to Bournemouth Folk Club. Do hop online and have a look for tickets uh, and enjoy this lovely version of The Halsey Carol. Comfort at the winter's height 
Sing for the coming of the longest night. All of the colors in the sunrise sky shine a light upon us as the day goes by. Sunsetting shadows fading out of sight. Sing for the coming of the longest night. Oh, and today the sun will cross till day. Frost in the field till the dawn of May. The sun's light never shone as great or as bright. So dance in the shadow of a winter's night. Of the long night moon, let the sunrise call about the morning soon. Short is the biting of the fading light. Sing for the coming of the longest You've just released Antipathy, but or in the process of releasing Antipathy, but there was a recording before. We had a little bit of a chat earlier about how the processes are kind of quite a lot different. But to get us to that point, we did mention your kind of musical backgrounds and you've got insanely musical families and various things kind of behind you. What led to you coming together properly as a duo? Like, and especially just before that point where you decided, you know, we're definitely a duo, let's go to New Zealand, this kind of thing. <laughs> Well, I know it does seem rather backwards to um, book a tour. Sorry, that's a cat domestic, which distracted me, but I think we're all okay now. Let's just check. Yeah, everyone's happy. Um, to book a tour before establishing the band or even all the outfit of the band. But um, yeah, but it was something we were pretty excited to do because um, our friends who were in the band were both doing very cool, exciting things with their lives after university. And Pete and I thought, right, what the hell are we doing? No, we didn't. But um, because of um, other touring... And so we set up this tour and kind of somehow mustered some f some promises to give to venues about what we'd be doing. Um, and when Pete suggested, so why did we why did we take this band in the direction of being a duo or CLB um, singing cello still and Pete will play the accordion? I have to say I wasn't keen on the <laughs> idea. <laughs> so what's the reservation there? Is it just because it's quite a novel setup? I think um, so. We had recorded and made an EP whilst we were at uni, and that was just. That was a kind of low-key fun project that we did um, release as well. And I think, um, listening back, you can hear in the music, um, that's when I was writing and kind of making arrangements because Pete played percussion. And as much softer sound, I think, um, I kind of quite liked. It was it was strings, cello, viola, bass, cajon. Yeah, kind of 
instruments that don't have a strong attack and 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 strings and kind of soft tones and things like that and the accordion isn't really known for softness <laughs> even though it can be even though it really can be and so pete said oh you know i played the accordion that would be a good thing too because we wanted to our touring was really kind of rural pursuing places we wanted to go being the two of us and just kind of exploring kind of touring um and i just thought of german polkas and it didn't really fit the mission <laughs> yeah. But of course, I had such a narrow-minded stereotype, as do a lot of people. Um, not who kind of, especially if they don't know much folk music, or kind of a lot of people. We met lots of people in New Zealand who had never ever seen the instrument before. Um, That's fascinating. Really, mm. Even though there's a lot of British heritage in the, the people that. Yeah, and from those and, and and from those people from expats and things, then there was my granddad's got one of those in the attic, and so so kind of some people. It, it, and I mean, Pete, you obviously speak much better, but the accordions, accordions travel. But yeah. it was just not the first thing that came to mind. But then once we started playing and having a go at stuff, and um, you bring out a lot of a lot of harmony from the left hand of the accordion, and that got me really excited. And you brought out a lot of rhythmic techniques out of the accordion and um, really kind of shaped out your way of playing. And if Pete uses the musette setting, um, I can't help it, but I just pull daggers. <laughs> i'm not the biggest fan of the musette setting so we avoid that but no there there is quite um a population of moldy accordion players because it was quite adopted by moldy musicians so that's really interesting that kind of as it got brought back especially after world war ii and people kind of brought these instruments back for them that had, they'd found and stuff that yeah it came to new zealand and got integrated into society so it's loads and loads of um old accordions and only one importer of titano accordions that's all you can get yeah so it's really interesting hearing because yeah everyone there must be thousands of accordions because everyone comes up after a gig and goes my i've got an accordion in the attic my grandfather used to play and also the other comment was you know i I really hated accordions until today, and you've changed my mind. And so that's that's a nice one, but that is the most common thing that people go. I really disliked accordions. Well, we but... would we were quite we want to make sure that whenever we'd advertise the gig or the poster, we made sure to have the instruments really visible because that's kind of what you see, what you get, and they're a unique combination. And then maybe in hindsight, we shouldn't have put the accordion yeah. on the poster. Maybe <laughs> maybe just a shaky egg would have sold better. But... And then you can change their minds when they get there. Yeah, even a cello can be quite brash. Oh, he's a moody thing. <laughs> he's old and French, and That's I don't really a get a great say. cello name. Yeah. Gosh, I didn't name him. <laughs> do, do your instruments have names? Um, my current one doesn't actually. Um, Mine has. Yeah, m Bonnie named mine Honor Simpson. <laughs> which I quite like. Can't be quite. Yeah. Um, oh, do you, you have a violin called Kate Fiddleton, don't you? Yeah, Kate, Kate Fiddleton. Ah, She's obviously um, Catherine now, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, my my accordion has been designed. Though. I've slowly sort of built up the outside design. So I do. I'm something that I really missed out on being a piano player. You never feel like you're connected to an instrument, which is I found really sad. And seeing other people who really have this personal connection with their instruments, and yeah, they grow up with it or whatever. And it's this bond. And when you're a piano player, you don't get that. You have to turn up to a venue, play 
just like quickly work out how to play this instrument and do your performance on that but getting doing more accordioning and then being able to have this instrument which is your own and you just as soon as you shut your eyes you're in the same place as always is a really nice thing for me so i've been designing it so it's got all of these this paintwork over it and i get musicians that we perform with to sign the back as well so it's covered in signatures which i really like yeah yeah you, you never get that with pianos it's yeah you never have that connection yeah thinking of things we're connected with this would be the perfect time to uh i'm great at these segues uh, yeah. to mention the second song that you have brought to us today the second surprise for us and bonnie i think this is your choice now yeah well i was just going to choose three minutes of your cat's purring but <laughs> actually no that's unreleased good habits have yet to release three minutes of your cat's purring but um i thought i'd choose this song because um because of what i've been up to recently and what we've been talking about recently and the other day i had just the huge pleasure of um being support for an old friend who has released a new EP and um, and she's called Katie Mack and is Amazing. a really, really groovy singer cellist. Mm -hmm. And so I thought um, with that in common with you and I, this would be a good one to bring. Um, and she, yeah, she released an EP called I Reach for the Pen. Um, we did, yeah. A couple of months back, yeah. Oh. We, we like Katie Mack. Yes. Yeah, wicked. So um, yeah, the song is, is Dragons Out. Brains getting boxed in
so we've co we've come to almost the end of the show. We are very close. And in, it's been a long time since we've done this, but yes. traditionally we end our chat with our guests with a quick fire round of, of one minute of quick fire questions. No, this can kind of really highlight. We've had uh, siblings do this technically and disagree with each other. We've had bandmates who have played together for many years suddenly come to that question where they look at each other and like, you said what? Which is always quite interesting. I'm a bit scared. None of this is going to divide in that that kind of... Right. Uh, Joe, if you want to give me a countdown. Bagpipes or banjo? Banjo. Ooh, cats or dogs? Dogs. dogs. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Cotswold or Border Morris? Cotswold. Cotswold. Simpsons or Family Guy? Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, tea or coffee? Tea. Ooh. Mm. Tea. Ketchup or mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Vegan mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. Pop or indie? Pop. Indie. Instagram or Facebook? Facebook. Oh, kill them all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in, in Instagram. Leonard Cohen or Bob Dylan? Dylan. Yeah, Dylan. Uh, scone or scone? Scone. Oh, scone. Ooh. Okay, uh, we're nearly there. Jam or cream? Jam. First. Oh, oh, oh gosh. Uh, yeah. My scone's upside uh, down. Cream. Yeah. Cream no, first. jam. Smicky oh, that way. That one really is divisive. One minute of interesting answers. I'm never sure on the. There was a lot of agreement. Yeah. 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 Jam or cream? See, my bandmates come up with this idea that you put jam on one half of your scone and, and then cream, cream on the other. Side and just whack it. Yeah. That's what I would You do. can't fail then. Second favourite answer is to go with cream jam cream. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Where's the scone? <laughs> 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 what, what, was it scone or scone? I said scone, scone and you said scone. We had, well, well, when I was singing backing vocals in the album, we had a big argument in well, She Bangs the Drums because Bonnie pass, sings Pass, pass and Which is last. correct. Last. Well, Half Grass. Yeah. The Stone Roses from Manchester, so they're definitely not singing Pass. <laughs> they're singing Pass, as I, as I would say it. But Bonnie yeah, had already... Well, you're Bonnie, you stick to your leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie had already put them down. She's like, you got to sing a, you got to sing it Pass and Last. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I obviously clearly won the argument. With I, I just sing no, pass, yeah. Uh, There's no standing. It's like that great thing. cover option. I'm in the mood for dancing and romancing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> romancing just remains to play out with another track from Keith Havoc. It does indeed. Uh, so uh, the track that we've got for you is Dream the Same Dreams. And is there anything you might want to share with us about this one before we play out? Well... It's our little kind of song to encapsulate um, about probably the most chaotic parts about um, being in New Zealand and being kind of happily stranded. And it's a little bit about um, how it's quite an interesting test of a relationship to, to, to be on tour on the other side of the world with each other. And um, Pete is putting together a music video for this for this song that, and he's managed to pull up some footage, some travel footage that I forgot even existed and I've laughed out loud many a time and looking forward to sharing those really embarrassing <laughs> videos with the world. Have we got to wait long for that to happen? Oh, uh, no, no, be, yeah, it'll come out pretty soon. But yeah, just that kind of, and it's dream the same dreams because with all the absolute craziness that happened while we were out there, the kind of realisation that actually... We can still dream the same dreams when we're living in our little Van Bryan driving around New Zealand. 
which we often get asked about in like interviews and they go and what's brian doing now but we had to sell him for scraps and like yeah, parts <laughs> so he got he got broken down and yeah. some people turned no up longer and the just, life of brian yeah so the life oh. of brian has ended but there'll be another brian he had a big mustache he's actually he's on the front of our album you ah. can see him on the road and he had a big mustache which when we were driving around kids would wave and we'd get lots of interaction yeah so what is the easiest way for people to get in touch with you find copies of the album and such ah absolutely well um good habits band is how we're found online goodhabitsband.com or good habits band social media handle and then everything is available quite quickly on our website and socials we'd love to hear from people amazing well with that thank you so much for joining us it's been lovely to have you here no it's been awesome it's been amazing thank you so much thank you for providing cats yeah, cats <laughs> and yeah. Oh my God. next interview you do where there aren't cats i'm gonna be annoyed <laughs> can you put them in your right yeah can you put that on the rider i want cats please uh, some local produce and cats yeah <laughs> love a bit of fresh veg uh, <laughs> i want joe's cats <laughs> at every venue so with that this is good habits with dream the same dreams thank you for listening We could go back to a life that we've never known A one-way ticket to our separate homes And a one-way ticket to the unknown You could go, you could run away and I wouldn't know Until it's too late, I rely on you Only as much as you need me to Cause you need me to To live like we do We are more than alright We can sleep in our small van all night Still we can dream the same dreams as before Still we can dream the same dreams as before Still we can dream the same dreams as before Time is a gift to us, time good mind, it's adventurous. Not alone, it's a friendly face who's made a home, and in each new place I rely on you, only as much as you need me to. Cause you need me to, to live like we do. We are more than alright, we can sleep in our small van all night. Still we can dream the same dreams as before. Still we can dream the same dreams as before Still we can dream the same dreams as before Then all right, we can sleep in our small bed all night, and we are more than all right. We can sleep in our small bed all night, and we are more than all right. We can sleep in our small bed all night, and we are more than all right. We can sleep in our small bed all night, and still we can dream the same dreams as before. 
Do we can dreams